Hey, I'm Tanya. And I'm Malik. And this is a Page of My Diary podcast where we will be talking about past and current events and life experiences. And today I'm excited to have Malik back. He He's always on the podcast. I mm-hmm. think people like when me and Malik, you know, debate and chop it up. So he's back. Y'all hear nice, clean debates on this podcast. Yeah. Y'all should hear the behind the scenes stuff. Yeah, maybe one day I'll expose the behind the scenes. That might be a, a video I do. I post like Page about, of My Diary unplugged. Oh, that, y'all don't. Y'all <laughs> don't even know nah, but um that would be hilarious but today as you can see by the title we are talking about a legend today i want to start highlighting um some of the black artists and just black people who have influenced us mm-hmm. i just think we need to give them their their flowers while they're still alive shout out to joining lucas for you know setting that path for us so i want to give we want to give lauren hill her flowers while she's that's still alive. right Lauren Hill is the GOAT. The GOAT. A legend. And me and Malik just want to do a whole podcast in dedication to Lauren Hill because she is, she deserves because it. Because she, I was about to say, because she deserves this. Yeah. She deserves it. She really do. And I mean, I'm not even going to say she underrated because I think she do get her props. Mm-hmm. But we just want to be two more people that kind of just it's jump like on the It's like Michael trend. Jackson and Bob Marley and Prince. You can never overstate their importance. You can never overstate Nina Simone and Whitney Houston's importance in music. You can right. never overstate Jay-Z's influence on hip-hop. You can never overstate Lauren Noel Hill's dopeness. Right. And I and that's why we're going to talk about her. So let's get it right into it, Malik. And we're going to break it down into like just the subcategories because Lauren Hill did more than just music. Yeah. So we're going to talk about her music, her impact and her achievements. And then we're going to just kind of reflect on some of our favorite songs from her. Okay. So first let's get into her music and we can just go between all three of them. But Lauren Hill had three big bodies of work and right. that was the, um, the score, the score, with the Fugees, the miseducation of Lauren the Hill. Education. And Unplugged. Oh my God, the Unplugged, the most underrated album okay. of all times, easily. Right. And let's just kind of talk talk about it. Like, how do you feel? So for me, I just think I feel like the score. I know Unplugged gets under the radar, mm-hmm. but I think the score does too because people forget the the bangers that was on the score. If we just oh. even just talking about Lauren yeah. Hill's part on it, because I mean, come on, the Fugees, yeah. Wyclef. Come on now. Yeah. But, you know, the thing about the score is that people may not talk about the score as much as the miseducation Lauren Hill, but it gets its it gets its props in, you know, the conversations of uh, best hip hop albums of all time okay. because it sold like 22 million records back in the 90s. You know, right. like who who was doing that? Like that's right. like Fresh Prince and um What's this? What's the dude can't touch this? What's MC Hammer oh, numbers? You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like back in the '90s to go double diamond, that yeah. was a. I mean, you yeah. know. So, but that album is so amazing. It really the, is. The, the lyricism. Now, I don't think Lauren Hill ever smoked. I don't think she was a. Partaker oh, she wasn't a smoker. smoker. No, I don't think oh, she was okay. a partaker of the smoke. But if she was, I could understand because, but I know why Cliff and Prize was. Only reason I say Lauren Hill, I don't know if she was because I know she got a couple verses where she say I don't, I don't smoke lie, I don't puff lie, I don't oh, touch lie. Oh, she did, she yeah. did. Yeah, so okay. yeah, so I don't, yeah, so I don't, I don't know if she did. But and she then, was in the culture. The oh, she was, she culture. was definitely yeah, in that yeah. roster culture. But I don't think she's ever like a Rastafarian because right. she cut her locks off, so you know she ain't a Rastafarian. Right. But um, she, her prize in Wyclef was writing on another vibe when they wrote those the words and the music that they wrote in the score they had bars and verses in the score that is like what was you thinking like what what where was y'all at y'all was on another wave when y'all wrote this crap right and then people be acting like oh lauren only did the miseducation but we wouldn't have got killing me softly we wouldn't have got ready or not like them, them two. Fuji la, Fuji la, la, la. I can't sing, but that is one come of my. On. Like, come on, y'all better put some respect on Lauren Hill's name. We and- wouldn't have gotten. <laughs> okay, so if we're talking about favorite songs, okay, let's go with favorite songs off of this, off of that album. If we talking about from a lyricist standpoint, that's how I look at most of the things that I look at from a lyricist standpoint. One of the greatest hip hop songs ever. 
is Zealots. If you have not heard the song Zealots, please go Google, look it up. If you don't never heard Zealots, you don't know hip hop. Zealots is literally like Wyclef started out the song talking about a haunt MCs like Mephistopheles, bringing swords of Damocles, secret service, keep a close watch as if my name was Kennedy, abstract rap, simple with the street formats, gaze into the sky, measure planets by parallax. I mean, okay. Lauren, Lauren, Lauren Hill started and said, behold, as my odes manifold on your rhymes, two MCs can't occupy the same space at the same time. Oh, come on, Lauren. Prize said I compress sound sets on my rap BBS, then drop vocals on my four, five, six MF screen. Terror through the shop as we as she cried me a more. The phantom dies in the opera. And to the youngins who carry gadgets and kill six days a week and rest on the Sabbath. Man, they Come was on, Prize. They was they man. was on some other stuff when they, they, was. When they wrote the score. Like they, they was. was really but you know what's funny? I heard an interview that Prize said Prize did because their first album blended on blended on reality, uh-huh. which wasn't like it wasn't as big as the score. And it wasn't good, really. It wasn't like a studio. It was a studio. I was making a studio, but it wasn't like the score was a studio album. Right, you know, it was right. made by a record label. So the record label gave them. Uh, they said when they made blended on reality, like they made blended on reality, like almost out of you know, like. Because they ain't had no money. Right, right. right. That was them so trying was like to get a deal. Tape. <laughs> pretty much, pretty right. much. So that was like they mixtape or they or they demo. Right. So the record label gave them a hundred thousand dollars off of blunted on reality. What they did was they took their hundred thousand dollars and they did not keep any of that money. They went and built a studio. And the studio that they built is where they it it, it start being called. Was it was it um refugee crew or something like that? One of it started being called something, and that's where they recorded the the uh, score. And when they redid their deal for the score, they offered them. They was like, we you can either get a million dollars, we either give you a million dollars, or you can take, I think two hundred thousand dollars, and you can get like a higher percentage of the royalties. Okay. Prize. See, people, a lot of people know that, you know, Lauren Hill went to Columbia. Prize, a lot of people don't know, Prize went to Yale School of Business. Wow. So Prize was very, yeah, very brilliant with them numbers with that money. Right. And so Prize, Prize was actually the Fuji's business manager. Okay. As well. So he negotiated the contracts, and that's why they made so much money off of the score because it sold 22 million copies back when artists was only making a nickel a record. Right. They was making. A dollar a record. Wow. Which is like, I didn't even know this, like yeah. you know, like like real talk. Beyonce make a dollar record. That's a that's a good deal. If you can get a right. dollar per record, that's doing good. They Especially when you're that. selling all these millions, albums. You yeah. know, you so I mean, yeah, two hundred million something yeah. like that. You, you, that's a whole that, lot of money. That's a, a whole lot of money. money. Right. But so. The score was really them, just like in that studio. That's somewhere yeah. that they had built by themselves. So they was really in a bag. They was in a bag, and they was they was wow. going in like I mean, just all of the vibes you get off yeah. the score, the reggae vibes, the Haitian vibes, yeah, the just all. Of it's the a really good body of work. It is, it, and it stands it, especially like, when there's multiple people. It's like many people can't do that. Like Outkast. Um, I'm just trying to think of like a collective. Yeah. Really making good bodies of and work. You they, can't name many. And where they were in their careers, I think, was perfect. They right. was in a good groove that none of them... It wasn't like a clash of right. talent. Like, you know, the, the Fugees tried to get back together again. And, you know, they actually wrote the song, Hips Don't Lie. Okay. Yeah, that was a Fuji song. I see that why was, so big. That was actually... Just, what they say is what made Lauryn Hill walk out because she didn't like Wyclef's vision for the song because the song was originally titled Lips Don't Lie. Oh. And so uh, that was a Fuji song. And they, because it's, it's, a, it's a song that they had recorded that had got leaked. Um, it's, it's called um, Take It Easy. You ever heard a song? I'm singing, moving, but you better take it easy. Mm-hmm. Take it easy. If you listen to that song... Lauren was so far ahead of them, like as far as lyrics lyrically, she was so far ahead of them. That's why I think the score was perfect. It was like lightning in in the in the bottle. She wasn't unplugged 
Right. Yeah, you know, she wasn't gold status yet with her writing, right. but she was she was obviously the better writer than yeah. the rest of them. But it wasn't like so egregious. When you listen to some of those songs that they tried to do, Take It Easy, Foxy, it was just like, uh, y'all, this don't sound good. Yeah. This sound like little it sound like if Jay Z got on the song with Boosie. Yeah. Like Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes you you do you have your moment. And they obviously did. Yeah. But sometimes you can't always get that back. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's okay. And it's, and it's not to be recreated. Right. Because you know, they are it. they are legendary. Yeah. And, and all of the songs on the score, Woman No Cry Forgot About, that's a song I like on there. Mm-hmm. But like Fuji La La La, even like, come on now, Killing Me Softly. That song, that's one of my favorite songs on the album. Because yeah. wasn't Killing Me Softly on? Roberta Flackton. Okay. Flackton and then song. another song was on the Love Jones album no that's uh that was um uh that's um if the sky should fall not even if my ball should fall, oh okay i thought the, the sweetest thing so the sweetest yeah sweetest the sweetest sweetest thing too but that okay. wasn't on um yeah, that was sweetest, just on the soundtrack. Just, yeah, it was okay, on the soundtrack okay. for uh, love jones but it, see it people the, be uh, acting like lauren only did the miseducation of lauren hill yeah. and she wasn't she wasn't like doing more singles and releasing because we wouldn't have got a lot of this stuff if it the, yeah. everything ain't on the miseducation but getting into the miseducation just because i want to keep up with the time that's my one that is one that is my favorite album of all times i I like i love bruno 24 karat magic yeah. is immediately after that but it it still will never touch the miseducation the miseducation like, of lauren hill for its genre you know, I mean, you know, Time Magazine credit Lauryn Hill with having the first ever crossover album. The first she was, they credit her as being the first ever crossover hip hop star. And she was the first person to ever have a hip hop album that won album of the year at the, at the Grammys. And that album has stood the test of time. Like, right. I mean, you have a very select number of albums. I mean, like, that's why when I talk about Lauryn Hill, I talk about her along the likes of Michael Jackson and Whitney Houston and Mariah Carey because she, that one album, just that one album alone, you would literally have to talk about one of them to talk about an album that has stood the test of time and that hit just as hard today Today. as it was, as it did over 20 years ago. You know, like, I mean, think of, just think about this. We got a lot of people that we love and that made great albums. You know, The Chronic is one of my favorite albums of all times. The right. kind of do not hit the same way today as it did back when we was little. Definitely. It just don't. You know, and it still is it's some bangers on there. You know, Doggy Style, great album. It don't hit the same way because we older. So, you know, our minds are a little bit different. We ain't trying to think about the same things that they were talking about on, 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 on that album. But when you think of an album like Thriller right. or Whitney Houston, The Bodyguard, you know, like those albums, you like, it, yeah. it, 30 years later, them albums are still bangers. Right. Lauryn Hill's miseducation it really is, is. is in that same and vein. she said it and i shared it on facebook sometime last year remember when nice for what came out and drake yeah. sampled her and she re she remixed his she song. remixed the remix that was so funny she said this is something it's a classic like she said my shit is classic like lauren Hill had to let y'all know she said <laughs> what did she say and and, 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 <laughs> and that song she said stop acting like y'all didn't grow up singing my songs right i swooped down on this bitch like i had wings on my arms i transcend and speak truth like i wrote for the amendments i'm sorry if you offended but it's the truth in my veins I see the birds and the trees. They be saying the same. They mention my name. It's the same. It's like, what's on the brain? How's she still doing the thing? How's she, how's she still raising the plane? I live the kind of life that others who try to claim. Right. Like, she, yeah. And then, I am not a big fan of Cardi B. But Cardi B won Hip Hop Album of the Year. And guess who has writing credits on that? Lauren Hill. Yeah. Because Cardi B sampled... Um, yes, so we like come y'all. Lauren Hill's music is timeless. Now, I would say this in all fairness, you know, because you got Lauren Hill critics, so I would say this in all, in all fairness. Lauren, Lauren Hill's success with the miseducation, Lauren Hill does not come without you know, critics and skeptics and saying, you know, uh, she didn't do it all herself, she didn't produce it all herself. Um, 
But I don't think she ever said that. Yeah, I, that's that's the thing that I think that people like to say that about her, but I've never heard Lauren. And you know yeah. I'm a Lauren Hill stan. If right. Lauren Hill said something, I heard yeah, it. Yeah, like me. if she was like, I write, like, I, I write. Never, she never, she, she even covered now songs. She, like she covered, yeah. um, what is that one? And I love it, you're too good to be yeah. true. That's a cover. She she wrote. never denied she it. wrote everything right but she did not produce everything and she did not create Sorry. you know every uh idea for a song right nor did i ever hear her say that so right. you know i know people say lauren hill stole people's so-and-so's work I'm, i just I think know. i heard you know what i think from, it is people just love to discredit people yeah because i heard old dude that uh that's in that's in the roots that actually is one of the people that people say that lauren hill stole his work he said, you know, it wasn't necessarily that Lauryn Hill stole his work. It's just that he got paid for it. And on the, um, when the uh, record came out, the record label did not list all the people who actually oh, were producers okay. as producers. Right. And they had to go to court and just sue to get Sony that right. and all the people. Yeah. yeah. So, but it's not like Lauryn Hill said, yeah, I wrote and produced this whole album myself. Like right. she wrote it. And I've heard, I heard. People who was in that lawsuit say, well, yeah, she did write everything, but we did a lot of the production. Right. You know, so to me, I don't care about the producing. I care about the writing. Right. Because no he'll write on another level. And right. if she had helped writing, that's a whole nother story. Right. But that but just but I had to say that because you got I try to keep it balanced because you cause you got your critics. Right. But just all in all, the miseducation of Lauren Hill gives you girls, you know you better watch out. These niggas, you know that's what she wanted These to say. These guys are only, and then Lo you got my favorite song of all time is To Zion. Now the joy Macha, Macha, LJ and, thinks she's and, saying and look, Tanya. Look, so he look. always be like, Mama, she's saying Tanya. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, she is. And let's just <laughs> give it up to a beautiful black chocolate queen who was just in who was just authentically being herself right it wasn't and she was Lauren Hill is still bad she's still yeah. fine as right. a mother of she got 15. a lot of kids yes <laughs> But it's, and she still looked good. But even back then when she was in her 20s, it was bad. She was. You know? And she wasn't over hypersexual. No, she was nothing. being herself. She, she really was just was. like yep. this young girl out here living living her life and put her heart and soul into a piece of work that, I mean, Lauren Hill and is I think, unplugged. This is why Lauren Hill is the gold point blank period. Everybody else shut oh, up. Oh, so we on unplug now? Well, no, no, no. I'm talking about what well, oh. we can get to unplugged after this. The miseducation of Lauren Hill. So, well, I, in the year 2015, they said it sold 19 million. So I'm pretty sure by now it's 20 million by now. But Lauryn Hill, that album went double diamond. Double diamond. The album won five Grammys. NPR said that was the second greatest album to ever be put out by a woman. And the... Library of Congress deemed that album historically and culturally significant. As it should so be. So it's it's always it's over. It's over. It's yeah. over. It's over. I'm As done. It should I'm be. Not my yeah. As it should be. The yeah. miseducation of Lauren Hill is classic. It's yeah, timeless. I, love that. Love I, it. I, I don't and know. And then look, let's just, okay. Okay, so Lauren Hill never even beefed with nobody. She but was, lost she, ones she did have is one of, Wycliffe, like yeah, a, but they didn't have no tip for tap yeah, though, yeah, yeah. because it was it, like because why because if because a lot of people think that lost ones is about Wycliffe, I do too. If if lost ones is a beef song about Wycliffe, then lost ones is probably one of the best beef songs. I was ever. just about to say, but even if it was some issues, the way she handled it, like no, I'm gonna just put it in a, into a song. She just put it into a song. And just think about it. And gave him three verses. Just, just, I mean, it's funny how money changes. Because you know what? That really do sound like y'all black women. Right. It's real funny how money right. changes. I can see Lauren right. rapping with her hands, grabbing air. It's funny right. how money changed the situation. I, right. I could just see gave it. Gave you three verses, all bars. When it was going Oh, she said you can't hold God people back that long. The right. chain of Satan wasn't made right. that strong. She went in. That's that's one of my favorites. But this is my all-time favorite song of Miss Education. And then we're gonna get our unplugged. 
People be sleeping on the the self-titled song, The Miseducation. Y'all, when I tell you that is the anthem mm. of my life, mm. that always that take me to church. It's a motivational song. Her she give you range in her vocals. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about <laughs> how people act like Lauren Hill cannot sing. Like Lauren Hill can blow. Yeah. And the miseducation, she gave you everything. Yeah, everything. 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 And it's like she's singing it's she's singing ha and then in the background, ha like she giving you everything in she one said, song. I look at my environment. And it's so but the song is so simple. Yeah. It's not a big beat. It's it sounds like an instrument, right? Oh yeah, I think it's it, mostly that's uh, what I'm saying, uh, like, the uh, piano. Right. So you just got a, you got a that. simple beat, simple chord, and her just singing. It's such a simple song, but it's my favorite. I love the Miss Education. I see so Lauren many cry for help searching and outside of themselves. Yeah, uh, I look education. at my environment and wonder oh, where the fire Lord went. Have mercy. What happened to what we used to be? But deep in my heart. The answer. answer. I know somewhere deep down in my heart. The answer was in me. Lord, that's 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 the jam right there. But final hour, if we talking about now, now let's flip it back to the hip hop. We talking about just the lyricists. Final hour. I treat this like my thesis. Oh, she went in. Topic broken down into pieces. She went in. You know what else she went into? Cause song kind of go under the radar. She went in on forgive them father. <laughs> that might have been a low key beat song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just about haters and in the industry and stuff. She went in on even. That. I mean, I'm not a woman, <laughs> so I can't relate. You, you know, that album is really like a testament for women. Right. You know, I, I know it is. Has, has to be because you know she's a she's a woman. She's talking about her experience. But if you a woman and you ever went through uh, a breakup or a toxic relationship, and that song. Um, now I don't. Right. I, I love that song. I, I used to love. What? She went in on that song. <laughs> she she went in on that song after she sang. Um, after she sang. Um, what's the other song? It's about a relationship too. Um, when it when it hurts so, so bad. bad. After yeah. she sang when it hurts so bad, she gonna hit you with the now. And then she gonna hit you. And with then the okay okay now <laughs> when it hurts so can, bad is one of my but favorite songs too. But we can move. Outfit is right here, but I have to say this, and I would be the dumbest person if I didn't say this. I would feel so bad after this podcast was over because we have to talk about this. We're talking about the miseducation. The Lord. X Factor. My favorite song. No, I love oh. X Factor. My favorite song of all times. Tell him. Oh my god, that is my yes. favorite song. And then she gonna times. take you to church. Cause tell him is a. I remember when I was driving, I was working at Kernersville. I was working at the high I school in Kernersville. I was listening to the Miseducation of Lauryn Hill and, and I was listening to Tell Him and I had Tell Him on a repeat. And I'm still thinking Tell Him is a love song. And I was just driving and I must have heard it for the third time and it just clicked to me. This is a worship song. And when I tell you no lie, I broke down, was just yeah. crying in my car. Because then I, I heard it for real. I heard what she was saying. And that's how creative she is. Because I did too. I remember I used to tell y'all I wanted to get married to John. I'll tell him, Lord, God didn't deliver me from that mindset. <laughs> but anyway, sorry for being shady towards him. But I thought it was a love song too. But it's Psalms one, it's Psalms 13. I mean, a, Lord, a, a it's First Corinthians chapter and, 13. And that's what my wife... I'm sorry, y'all. I ain't read the Bible I'm, in I'm going to tell you how thoughtful <laughs> and just amazing dope my wife is. She know that's my favorite song of all times. And I think she low-key just wanted to make me cry. Because she was acting like she was going to walk down the aisle on some Beyonce song the whole time. And she would never tell him what song it is. Uh-huh. And if that dog going to tell him didn't Man, start playing, I was like, Lord, don't do this. I have to set the don't scene for y'all. Let me tell y'all, Malik is standing on the beach up there with his people in and the And the ocean behind the me. The ocean behind me. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's already beautiful and emotional. And then his beautiful bride, because she looks so beautiful. And the beat dropped. And I know that Malik <laughs> loved that song. Y'all. Wasn't a dry in the building. Our <laughs> granny, our granny, who is about that life, okay, ain't playing with nobody. She started crying. Like when Tell Him came on, I was like, oh my god, it took me out. Yeah, and I know was... you was up there crying, but it, I was like, this is so beautiful. I had, I had literally just one little baby because I was holding it back. So I was like, nope, not gonna do this today. Not gonna do this today. <laughs> I know today. that was hard to keep, but that that was such a beautiful moment. That's yeah. that was a that's a befitting song for yeah. a wedding and for y'all too because you know yo you love that song so yeah. that was dope and, and, and that's my favorite song of all time even though the unplugged the unplugged is my favorite album tell him just from a 
I mean, that song transcends yeah. spirituality, culture, love. music, love. All like, that. It's just, yeah, it it's touches just on so all beautiful. of that. It's so beautiful. Yeah, think about it. And transitioning into unplugged, her um her last album, like people act like she ain't rap unplugged. Exactly. Get, many people don't get to do their perform their albums on. Remember at yeah, the time to, to do it live. At the time MTV only picked select few people to do that. Right. And Lauren <laughs> Hill was one of the ones who got all that time to just do her music yep. and I slept on Unplugged all the way until I got older. Like, when I was little, I just mm-hmm. didn't... I wasn't into Lauryn Hill anymore after, like, the miseducation. Yeah. Um, but when I got older and I really took the time to listen to it, my first, like, my first, like, t- dab my toe in it was when I got super saved and I was all into, like... Uh, your devils and demons get away uh-huh. from me. Uh-huh. Get and me so, behind me, Satan. And so her song, I Get Out, oh my God. That was you, like you my... Know, <laughs> okay, so the Unplugged is my favorite album. I have a special connection with the album because um, at the time when I first heard the Unplugged, I was very depressed and I was actually um, looking at the best way to commit suicide. And that's literally what I was. I had two tabs up on my computer screen. I had a tab. I was Googling the most painless ways to commit suicide. And I was Googling like Illuminati conspiracy videos at the same at the same time. That's why I know people that are trapped in conspiracies. I just tormented people because right. I, I was one of them. But anyway, that's another podcast for another day. Right. But I'm going to tell y'all why the unplug saved my life because a video that came up it said Lauren Hill escapes the Illuminati right. <laughs> through through song. <laughs> and I'm thinking I'm about to watch, you know, something crazy. And I heard the song I Get Out. Man. And I just started crying and I listened to that song for days. And right. I mean like straight in my dorm, you know, depressed, dark, ain't talked to nobody. For days, listen to that one song. Right. You know, it was in the song really not even about getting out of Illuminati. Now, no. now when I listen to it, it's really just a, a self reflection. Yes. You know what I'm saying? You can tell she went through A, B, C, and D in her life. Because yep. it was more like getting getting out of mental bondage. Yeah. And, shoot, that's bondage. a very therapeutic song. And I, she, <laughs> it was, it was from, from for me, why I put Lauren Hill in a class in herself. What she did was she really gave you the truth right. in, that, in the album. It was no pretense. It wasn't no band. It wasn't no, you know, catchy tunes. Nope. It, it wasn't it wasn't no uh radio, you know, singles and right. like that. Even it though was, Kanye just, West did take uh, but but think about it, she's still the GOAT because Kanye West one of oh, his yeah. one of his best downs. one of his best songs was from the unplugged. Yeah. All falls down. Yeah, and a lot of people don't even know that. I remember right. I told I told somebody that that was a Kanye stand or whatever, and and, and I'm like, well, Kanye good, but Kanye stamped from Lauryn Hill. He ain't yeah. stamped him. I'm like, yes, he did. The yeah. whole the whole hook is a Lauryn Hill song. And all falls down by Kanye was a big hit. So just yeah. you, but you got that from the unplug though. You, yeah, that's, that's right. <laughs> so and remember the source. <laughs> and so I had never heard, and I'm talking about from preachers and all that. Cause that's back when I was still a youth pastor, and I had never heard anybody speak. With such honesty, right. ever, never, right. ever, ever in my life. On, and honestly, to this day, I haven't heard another not piece like of unplugged. music. No, like, not that I've never honest. heard nothing like that. Unplugged. Open, that free, that yeah. raw. Like it was, it was no like. You can tell she did not make that album to sell albums. Like right. Lauren Hill is the epitome of she know how to get in the studio even, and make music to sell. She records. even she said it, y'all. I really recommend if you haven't listened to it, go listen to it because. She, it's a lot of interludes, just like in yeah. the miseducation, and it's giving you, it's just her talking, and she be on the, she was like, man, my voice is bad, like, I was up all night, With my I kids. look like a boy, mm-hmm. I got this hat on, she was telling people to go get her purse, like, yeah. look, he was... <laughs> She was just really like chilling, like hard and singing her song. Yeah. She didn't even have titles and, to the song. And if you watch <laughs> the video, see the unplug get a bad rap by critics because critics ain't ready to hear that kind of truth anyway. If, if, right. you, if you, the real story behind the unplugged is unplugged for people who don't know was was filmed and recorded in late July of two thousand and one. 
the Lauren the myth that the Lauren Hill Unplugged 2.0 was supposed to be released the the third week in September of 2001. The reason why it did not get released is because September 11th happened, mm. and MTV felt that the messages that Lauren Hill portrayed, and this is a quote, were too revolutionary, and that it would cause an uproar. Right. And if you listen to the unplugged, is no way that if that would have came out in 2001, that it wouldn't have caused an uproar. But think about it; it caused a, a uproar because I remember around the time she dropped unplugged, that's when people all over you would see Lauren Hill went crazy. Yeah. And Lauren Hill, yeah. you know, what I'm saying. And, and then in 2000. She wasn't doing nothing but speaking it was It was a big smear campaign against Lauren, against Lauren Hill, because Lauren, because in 2001, in December, now remember, at this time, Lauren Hill is the biggest super duper star in the world right now. The Catholic Church, the Vatican, invited her to their Christmas celebration. And she was supposed to sing for the Pope and all that stuff. And Lauryn Hill, before Hollywood got on this wave, before it became popular, because we talking about 2001, before Mel Street and Viola Davis was in doubt talking about the Catholic Church, that's when Hollywood finally started talking about it. Right. But before that, that was a hush hush. People didn't talk about the Catholic Church and them yeah. molesting all them kids. Because that's a powerful entity. Lauryn Hill got her black self on that stage, and she was like, "Y'all thought I came here to sing to y'all." Y'all ought to be ashamed of all of this stuff going. And she went <laughs> off. She went. If you read the transcript, she went off on them. Good. And the Catholic Church and all the news publications did all the smears saying she went crazy and blah, blah, blah. But to me, she had the courage to get up there and speak truth to power when it was not popular. Right. See, everybody now can say, oh, yeah, the Catholic Church had all these sex scandals, blah, blah, blah. But 20 years ago, nobody was saying that. Yeah. Who you know publicly was was yeah. actually saying that. Lauren Hill been a rebel. She been a... I mean, honestly, and I don't want to take nothing from Monique, but I feel like Lauren Hill been doing what Monique is currently doing. And yeah. it's just speaking out against yeah. these... And you people, know, and, and, and when people do it, but especially when black women do it, yep. they deem it's crazy. They deem it's crazy, but now, because now I will give unplugged this. People done got up on it now. Now yeah. that we woke, yeah. now that we a woke society, yeah. Yeah. fake now. woke or whatever yeah. you want to call it. Yeah. And now I be seeing people quoting lines, listening to the songs, um, and that's just, good. Because I'm gonna tell you, but y'all should have been listening to this. Because she was been telling the truth. She <laughs> yeah. been telling. Because if you want to meditate and just cry, Man. listen to just like water. I was just about to say, just like the water. You know, just like the water is on one of Sandra Bullock's movies. It's on the soundtrack. Oh my God, what is the name of the? I know it's on the. Uh, the um, the Yah, the, the Yah Yah Traveling Pants, or something like that. Yah Yah Sisterhood. Yeah, that's that not that the is. Traveling Pants. Yah Yah Sisterhood. sisterhood. It's yeah, on yeah, that, yeah. and this in the scene that is on Malik, it's yeah. befitting. Cause when it the scene, the movie is a good movie. You gotta watch it if you haven't seen it. When the, just like the water dropped and Sandra Bullock was going through her little stuff, I was crying. Cause it was really befitting. Cause it's yeah. just just like the water is like um. An awakening song to me. It gives me like a, a the awakening of whatever spiritual yeah. awakening, emotional. So yeah, I like just like the water. I love peace of mind. I love peace Adam lives in theory. Adam lives in theory. Oh, uh -huh. to me, lyrically, the best song is like, um, Oh Jerusalem. Yeah. Cause she is just going. What's the one, Mister Intentional? Spinning. See the road to hell. That's the first song hell, on, the, on, on the album. Intention. I mean, but uh, even if we talking about, but Adam uh, lives in theory. Theory might be one. Of, ain't yeah. that when she be like, "What are we gonna do now? Yeah. What yeah. are we gonna say?" Yeah, like, I, I would just like, say, as a poet and as a person who writes music and a lover of hip hop, just me being impartial, you can take. Give me. Any of your favorite rappers, best 20 verses. And I will pull 20 verses off of the unplug and just going line for line. They not that like what the, the, the stuff she was saying, the concept she was saying was so abstract, but so spiritual. It would be like if Kurt Franklin, Andre 3000 and Jay-Z wrote music together. Together. That's, yeah. They would all have to bring right. those same That's things why, to, the, to the table. But because, nobody can put it all in one like Lauren. No, I mean... Yeah, her her like it's just this a thing like the way Lauren writes and presents her music is so multi-faceted. Like you know how people be trying to dissect lyrics. Yeah. Do you know what you would have to go through to that, dissect her? Do you lyrics? know that it is classes <laughs> at Harvard, Yale, 
Princeton, literally just studying Lauryn Hill's lyrics. Like the same way I think like Tupac, Lauryn Hill, I think Jay-Z got a couple of colleges that study his rhymes yeah. too. But it's very few people, period, that yeah. have whole classes devoted right. to like studying what these people said. And Lauryn Hill is one of them. Right. I don't know if it's another woman. Definitely not. I don't know if it's a hip hop woman even in there where they really studying these people's rhymes. You know, Missy Elliott may be there maybe, one day. Maybe Missy. But I don't know if she Maybe is, Erica Badu, but Erica Badu not hip hop. But I would consider her hip hop for that. Well, yeah, for, yeah. For, 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 for that. But I know for a fact in Harvard, Yale, and Princeton, Lauryn Hill, Tupac, they got whole classes yeah. devoted to what they, they wrote. It's, yeah, for See, sure. It's, it's, to me, the reason why to unplug, it can't be as successful as the miseducation or the score. Because the unplug is like listening to Shakespeare or like, okay, I, I put it like this. It's like listening. It's like taking it's like, a philosophy class. It's like many people love or Martin Luther King. Or a theory class. Many people love Martin Luther King, right? For his speeches. The miseducation on Hill was the I Have a Dream speech. The unplugged was the sermon notes. All of the studying that right. Martin Luther King did. Like, you got to keep up with that. That is right. not palatable for a whole lot of people. It's really not. Because they ain't trying to hear. You, I people, mean, even, people, even me, Malik, yeah. I promise you, sometimes when I listen to the stuff over, I be like, Mr. Intentional and like Adam Lives in Theory, like them two songs. I st- I have you gotta like really she right focus angelic and beings cast to the <laughs> earth. It's time for rebirth, burning up the branch and the roots, the empty pursuits of yeah. every tree bearing their own fruit. That's- yeah, I get out like like to really dissect something like that. And then and then and then she'd be singing about some concept, and then she'd be straight up quoting the Bible. And you thinking she wrote that, and then she's like, "Abide in me, and not in you." As yeah, the fruit cannot bear. What what are you yeah. talking? Did you just quote the Bible out yeah. of nowhere? And y'all, the, the best part about it for me is all live. Yes, it's all yes, live. Yes. Like, of course, I'm here for a good studio sound. But I'm, I, me and Malik done went to see her a couple times anyway. It's, but it's me personally, any artist that I like, I want to see them live anyway. Yeah. If you can, if I can't enjoy it live, you that take away from your artistry to me. This whole album was live. She the was whole like, thing Look, was live. This, and, it, and, it, and it wasn't retakes because even nope. you know what was so dope. Even in the middle of I Get Out, she forgot the words she in the middle did. of the song. And she was like, okay, she was like, whatever, okay. I'll keep on going. She was like, I lost a part of the song. Yeah, but. she was like, hold on. <laughs> okay, I got it. And she <laughs> kept on singing. And to me, but that just made it more authentic. Right. You know, like, the even though her voice was not as pristine on that album yeah. as it was on the miseducation and the thing she's she's done since because we heard a lot Lauren Hill can sing she really can but it was authentic and it was real that right. that album I mean I don't have I can't have a favorite song on the album it's too much like even when she covered the Conquering Lion and when she did yeah, I like got so song. much things to say now like um uh, Mystery of Iniquity. That's the song. Freedom. How did I forget Mystery of that, It's the Mystery? That, I mean, she uh, broke down that's the all whole... That's all down. Yeah, she broke down the whole legal court. Like, literally really broke did. it all the way Government, down. Government, all that. Yeah, she, look, y'all, yeah, let me tell y'all, because me and Malik can go on, on and on. We got to get through ridiculous. this podcast. And, and, and still, for all the people who say the Unplug was trash and Lauren Hill only had one album, the Unplug still went double platinum. So, I mean, yeah. she, I mean it, it was still double platinum and it was nominated for a Grammy. So, I mean, yeah. just we talking about awards next, right? Yeah. Okay, so, so let's so, talk about her achievements because, yeah, yeah, you probably know more than me now. When it comes to all of her achievements, I think you got me beat. But I'm I do. I am admittedly a Lauryn Hill stand. Yes. I'm Malik a Lauryn Hill stand. and LeBron stand. I stand for them. But um, I'm I'm just excited. I think my biggest moment for her was like when she won all them Grammys. I know the Grammys is they get it wrong a lot, yeah. the racism and all that. But I think they had it right. They couldn't deny it. They had it right. It with was Hill. it was they they the, <laughs> they they just could not. I mean, but you know the the score won two Grammys. She as well. won five Grammys that night, right? Yeah, but yeah. Lauren but Lauren Lauren Hill has eight Grammys, right? Like. So it's so it's not just the um like if if Lauren Hill had never made the unplug, Lauren had never made the miseducation of Lauren Hill. Lauren Lauren Hill would still have multiple platinum and a diamond selling album and Grammys because people forget Lauren Hill wrote and produced songs on Carlos Santana album. Carlos, what's the name? Of his and that was a big album. Y'all, that album was back a humongous then. album. That was that big. Was, that Let me may tell you have been, something. Like sales wise, that may have sold more than. The Let me tell y'all something. The Hispanic community supports their people. Yeah, they Carlos, be supporting their people's me. music, and I'm, I'm. We need to do a better job as black people, but they be supporting their people's stuff. Yeah, it ain't. It ain't enough of us. 
And then she do a song with Carlos Santana and um CeeLo. Do you like the way it's going down? That's... No, but she did another song with um uh, the I mean, legend. I mean, I mean with Carlos Santana actually was a producer on a Zion. That was Carlos Santana playing. That that was called no no no, but Lauren Hill did another song, A Rose. Oh, with Aretha. Rose. And what Aretha Carlos Franklin. Santana on that? I don't know if he was on that, but I know that. Okay. I know, yeah, I know Rose. I mean, but Lauren. Yeah, Aretha. Wait, what I am is what and, I am. And, and, and that was. <laughs> You know how like Aretha have uh, all these like number one hits and stuff like that, or like she 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 had the record up until what's her face got it. Nicki Nicki Minaj yeah, she yeah, had yeah. like the record of having like the most songs on the most female with the most songs on the Billboard Top 100 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and Nicki yeah. Minaj got it. That was Aretha's last song. That's what gave I did her not the know that, but I yeah. remember I she I, had I, a song in years I since then. used to love that song, a rose, and then, still a rose, and then you got Lauren in the back. What I am, this <laughs> way, like Lauren Hill so, is the goat. So Aretha, she was on Aretha. Lauren Hill she wrote, was oh, she was holding her own with Aretha Franklin. Lauren Hill wrote and produced for Whitney. <laughs> Yeah. Lauren Hill wrote and produced for CC Winans, which is one of my favorite songs. Yeah. Can, have you have you heard that song? No, but can we take okay, a moment to just acknowledge when Lauren Hill sung um the song in the um um Sister Act Two. Oh, Joyful Joyful. That's no, 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 not Joyful Joyful, the oh, other he, one. His eye, his his eye, eye is on the sparrow. sparrow. Like that's the only way that's the only version that I listen to. <laughs> you ain't safe if you don't know that song. You ain't safe, but Lauren Hill's version is one of the best versions of his eyes on the sparrow and joyful joyful. And yeah, Lauren Hill's um role in the sister act, I think that was pretty legendary. I think that movie, Sister Act Two, was that was iconic for her back then. She oh, was yeah. young. Remember she talked about how she didn't even go to her prom or graduation because she was filming Sister Act. She was young. Like, Lauren Hill started young. How old was she? Like, 16 or 17 when she started? Yeah, I think she was uh, 17 years old. And y'all y'all probably, a lot of people don't know this, but Lauren Hill was on Apollo. And she got booed <laughs> on, on the Apollo. And like she, and she came back and, <laughs> and, she came back and let y'all know. But um, the last thing I want to talk about, Malik, is her impact. Like, what about Lauren Hill's impact is, like, the most inspiring for you? I think I'll say this. I think the biggest part about her impact is it's, it transcends her music was her image. Um, Tony Baker said it in um the battle against Lauren Hill and Nicki Minaj. She said that she was just the average everyday. And you said earlier, the black, you know, brown skin, dark skin woman. She wasn't over sexualized. She had her natural hair. And he said, you know, when you go to all these camp college campuses around the world or your everyday black woman, you see Lauren Hill. You know what I'm saying? She made us comfortable in our own skin. And I'm telling you, if it wasn't for Lauren Hill, you wouldn't have your Erica's, you wouldn't have your oh, Jill's, yeah. you wouldn't have your India Iris. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, even now, who are some more current artists that kind of give you like Lauren Hill? Rhapsody. Rhapsody. Her. Her. Jay. Um, Jay. Janae. Ayako. What's the name? You know what I'm talking about. Boot up. That's oh yeah, exactly Ella May, like, like all, all that's to come on. Now, and, and, and that ain't taking nothing from them because Lauren, Lauren Hill is she I opened believe, the door for that type of like just like I can be natural, I can be you know what I'm saying. As I'll, far as 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 far as people who um who uh influenced Lauren Lauren Hill, I think Lauren Hill is the baby of if Stevie Wonder right. and Bob Marley had a baby. Right, she that's is. Lauren Hill. Right, like right. I mean, she can like music like Stevie Wonder can musically do everything. He need to be. We need to have it. Yeah, we're gonna do a Stevie Wonder he, and a Bob Marley. Oh man, I'd be up here talking forever about Bob Marley, but like they, yeah. So this so this album that Lauren Hill wrote on carlos santana supernatural she sold 30 million records wow like i mean just her impact yeah all, all like you know lauren hill did a whole tribute album to nina simone Wow. In 2015. Yeah. It was, it, but Usher was on it. Jasmine Sullivan, okay. Mary J. Blige, a lot of people was on it. But Lauren, out of, Lauren, Lauren Hill was on like seven of the 12 songs. Oh, okay. You know, everybody else was kind of like featuring on stuff. Right. You know? I think to some of that I love, because we get into the end, I think it's just safe to say like, Lauren Hill had, as an artist, she was the an artist of an artist. Like, she was a musician. Like, when I say musician, I mean, she wrote. 
she sang she had the instruments like she was at the genesis of a project and the ending of it she wasn't just the face for stuff you know what i'm saying no you know what i'm saying some sometimes people create everything for you and then they just give you the lyrics to memorize and then yeah. you, she was involved in all that so i i admire her as a musician but i also admire her impact if you go back and listen to just some of her speakings remember she yeah. spoke at a college and it's like a viral thing now mm-hmm. where she spoke for a long time and you can always go back to that and just get nuggets mm-hmm. it's just like lauren hill stands for something and lauren and lauren hill's impact <clears throat> to me would be something that most people don't know it's a song she made called consumerism where lauren hill was literally going at lauren hill wrote a beef song to the devil if you want if you want to know what consumerism is lauren hill really was like satan let's let's get it yeah consumerism neurotic society those songs are like dark they're they're very dark and i understand why a lot of people don't even know about them because it's not going to be playing on the radio but you know as somebody who loves the truth and who seeks truth that's something that you kind of crave you know i I can't listen to that every single day but it's like I mean, she literally took one word, consumerism, and rhymed the whole song off yeah. in one word. It every is, every single word. And the dope. message is like, okay, I modernism has created modern prisons, neo-McCarthyisms, new colonialisms. Oh, all right. Okay. Yeah. Let me Google some of these words. I was about to say, look, you got to be a little, little informed <laughs> yeah. to even listen and, to and, Lauren and Hill. And that's the thing about a Lauren. You got to bring something to the table. Right. It's, it's, it's not stupid music she challenges you yes especially mentally like she challenges people and that's why i say she stands for something and that's why she just not just like she's not just your typical artist out here trying to put out her art to get money and fame like she really stands for something about that and and when you go see her in yes oh yeah let's talk about that before we get into the icebreaker it is a whole religious it's an experience we both said experience at the same time. Me and Melissa <laughs> went is. to go see her twice. And yeah. we was going the third time and it just got canceled. Like, we literally, every time Lauren Hill come, we putting our money That's right. And we going. to go. See, I don't care. And people always try to say, well, you're going to be... I will wait forever to see Lauren Hill. I mean, but and to she be... Really I was about late. to say, I was about to say, to be, to be honest, when the when a Nas is, when we went to go see her with Nas, between Nas said and her said, it was like 10 minutes. Like, literally, as soon as yeah. they finished setting the stage and up for her, raining. it was 10 minutes. Yeah, we was out there in yeah, the rain. Yeah, 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 yeah they waited for the rain to be over for her to come out, but it was still only 10 minutes. Yeah. And when when they when we went to go see her the first time, the DJ was playing for like 30 minutes. We didn't but wait. That's, but that's it, though. Right. And she and she headlines everything yeah, like she does. What, even when she was with Nas. What come straight out at yeah, 6 o'clock? Even when she was with Nas, she was still yeah, was, the, yeah, she was was still the main yeah. act. Definitely, and that's why I don't understand yeah. why people think she going to be the first person coming out. No, yeah. you're going to have to see everybody no. else that's... She, yeah. y'all... Because yeah. for people who don't go to her fest, because it's more like a I festival. Think, yeah, and I think that's it is a festival. Her, her yeah. concerts are festivals, but I feel like most people who say that are just saying it because they ain't never went. Right. You have to come. Like people are going to come. I went to go see Bruno Mars. The concert started at um like eight. Bruno Mars did not come. Like I did not. With Bruno Mars was, was not out there the performing. Concert to people yeah. do not come he was out not out they... there performing at eight. I think Bruno Mars started performing like nine fifteen or nine thirty. He had other people. He had yeah. local. We I went to the one in Raleigh, so it was a local artist from Raleigh. One of his bandmates is from Raleigh, so the bandmate came out there and did like a, yeah. a solo. Like it'd be yeah. more stuff going on. You know, before... Lauren, Lauren Hill's <laughs> head of music production is a uh, guitar player. Name, dang, I forgot his name, but he's from Greensboro. Oh, yeah, she said it at her concert, yeah, yep. and she did. Y'all, yeah. when me and Malik went to the first concert, I was so happy. Lauren Hill did a tribute to Prince. Yeah, it was like we got the Prince. Yeah, she did Purple Rain. Like y'all, yeah. he, people, he killed it too. He killed. Lauren it. Hill is the goat. So but, I don't know what else we can yeah. say, Malik, but I would I just, just say this for for the people with the concerts. It's a reason why this woman have not put out a studio album in twenty years and has a reputation for being late. Yet, she still sells out shows all around the yeah. world, everywhere she goes. Okay, so now we're going to get into the icebreaker and get out of here. And so the icebreaker today is One Gotta Go. This is a fun One Gotta Go, mm-hmm. Malik. So, One Gotta Go, Golden Girls Edition. One Gotta Go between Dorothy, Rose, Sophia, or Blanche. So, who got to go for you? That's kind of hard. That's I, I love the I love the Golden Girls. That's easy. So, we got to do the people that's going to stay first, right? Well, yeah. Who going? The first. This is an easy one for me. The first one off the board is Sophia. Sophia. Yeah, she so, got to stay. Sophia is the funniest. She, she is, is the whole show. I she mean, is. Well, I don't, picture I ain't gonna, it. 
Sicily, nineteen eighteen. Right. Like that's, yeah. that's I ain't gonna say she the whole show, but she is the best comedic relief yeah. throughout the whole show. Like Sophia is so funny, and the best part about it is because I watched they like behind the scenes or un- like they're unplugged one time, and she was just the age of all of them. Yeah. Even though she looked the oldest, she was exactly most of their age, and she died of Alzheimer's oh, disease. Really? Which you know I work with people with Alzheimer's and dementia, so I thought that was interesting that she like had Alzheimer's and dementia before she died, but so. Sophia is hilarious. Yeah, she the she, she the, the gold. She the funniest. One. She I is love, the gold. I love her. Um, I think the next one that's gonna stay for me is um, I'm gonna say Blanche. I, I think Blanche. I I don't know why. Maybe I'm a little wild myself, but uh, I just think Blanche. I love her sassiness and her being the older. Like she older, but she just always with her men. Yeah, she, she a, always she got a, a dad. cougar. She. Yeah, she a, she a cougar. definition of a cougar, and she and she knows she looked better than all of them. Right, like she just know it. And if you want to be honest to me, she don't. But like the show, but you couldn't tell the show her that. Make you think like how you know how like Martin made you think Gina's head was big, even though it really wasn't. Like Tashina Arnold's head, well right. Tisha Campbell Martin's head ain't much bigger than nobody else's. But the show so funny, it make you think. Right, like, oh, and you know another fun fact: her and um. Rose, who is um, what's her name in real life? She's still alive to this day. Betty White. That's they 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 wanted each other like they they both um, Betty White tried out to be Blanche and um, Blanche. I don't know her name in real life. She, she tried, tried out to be, to be Rose. Rose. Really? Yeah, and I can see it though. Like I can oh. see her being promiscuous, but it wouldn't have been like Blanche. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't think because remember Blanche think... was in Mama's family and she was yeah, a little dingy. That's. We should talk about that. That's the gold yeah. show right there. Blanche was in Mama's family. She was way more dingy. Yeah. She wasn't as promiscuous. I, so I, I can see her doing it. I can't it. see. I can see. Uh, what's the, I don't forgot their name. I think her name yeah. is like Rue something. I could see her doing uh, Rose's part. But I just can't see Betty White being promiscuous and funny. Really? Like that. No, I can't see it. Because what's her face? She's had something about her that it was like. It was funny though, like she yeah. wasn't, you know, like because she did it so well. I yeah. love Blanche. Like yeah. after Sophia, for me, it's Blanche. What about you? After Sophia is Rose. Okay. Because Rose is so dingy and yeah, dumb, she and was... just she like Junior off my wife and kids, just as dumb as they come, just yes. stupid, but just so funny. And she mean well, and she be talking about back in Minnesota and Viking culture. Right. And, I, and she be serious. Be dead serious. <laughs> be so serious. I, I was watching something and she was like, yeah, you know, my my boyfriend in third grade was a uh, entrepreneur. He was a uh, entrepreneur back in the third grade. He had he uh, had this little stand set up on the middle of the street selling selling his stuff. And then uh, uh, Dorothy was like, what was he selling? Lemonade in uh, a lemonade? She was like, no, insurance. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, like she, she was serious. <laughs> She, I love, Rose is funny. Yeah, Rose so, is hilarious. That would be my next one to stay. So, Dorothy got to go for me. Even though it's really hard because Dorothy is, is fun. I think Dorothy is the nucleus for, like, the lessons in the show. You get what I'm yeah. saying? Like, when there are lessons to be learned, Dorothy is the person. And the show was a spinoff from Maude, which was Dorothy, Dorothy was the main yeah. character. So, it was like, she was really the main character of the show, but... Yeah, nah, cause I, I, like cause all I the, agree. I like all the stereotypical. Yeah, I like go. all the stereotypical characters. I like the the dingy bad. I like the yeah. The, the, the show could have went on yeah. without Dorothy. Like Dorothy, it have. Dorothy's thing, and me and Tanya, me and my wife Tanya, me and Tanya were talking about who was the most like shady or had like the quickest comebacks of anybody. Dorothy. In TV, Dorothy had. Yes, she wanted them. She yeah. was so. Now she was quick the shade queen. And we would just say something mean rude. yeah and i get and we got to give it to her even though she got to go for me y'all i love all four of them i think the show wouldn't be what it was without all four of them dorothy played a, a hell of a role as dorothy in in golden girls but dorothy i'm just that, yeah. like come on now but stan was funny though oh my god stan was, was so funny but you but i feel you like rose and blanche and sophia they just Sophia could have had her own spinoff. I would have watched that. I promise y'all to watch that. I remember when Rose and um Sophia was selling bacon, lettuce, and potato sandwiches. <laughs> that was so funny. Bacon, lettuce, potato. I'm trying to say it real fast. Right, bacon, lettuce, potato. <laughs> I am done. And I remember when um Blanche was going through her little midlife crisis when she thought she was pregnant. 
Oh my God. I'm like, what? No, she ain't pregnant. <laughs> and then when Big Daddy finally came to town, <laughs> Big Daddy. <laughs> yeah, I I love the Golden Girls. That's like a Me classic. Too. I don't like a lot, but some people don't watch watch it. They sleeping on that show. Yeah. Golden Girls, Mama's Family, Mama's the Carol Burnett yes. show. Look, I know we love, we black power on uh, the Page for My Diary podcast, but yeah. we love our little well, Anglo-Saxon shows. I was about to say, I'm for women. I'm for people. Yeah. I was like, about to say, we, we love our Anglo-Saxon yeah. shows because Mama's Family yeah. and Golden Girls is two of you my favorite shows. You have to give shows. props to good 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 work pro- good work like the, i um, think that's the struggle yeah. that's the fight that most black people are trying to do it's not that we anti anything else we just like hey look at us too like right we we out here like we are i was me and me and my wife were literally having this conversation yesterday like black people we are so freaking talented it's ridiculous we are but the only thing is is like what viola davis said the only thing that separates us is opportunity you know right. we don't have the opportunity to do it but like it, it is black people out here that will sing you, act you under the table, under the freaking table, and you and you don't have, you know, like this is like how like you know how like Hollywood or white America, I say that now is recognizing Regina uh, King. Oh yeah, Regina as King. one of I get the best actresses up. in America. Yeah, but she been, we've been known. She's she been, one of the best. I, like I don't she know has why I been, said Regina Hall. I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> I mean, Regina Hall is good too, though. But She's not like great. Regina King. No, nah, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't put up there with no Regina King. But Regina King has been one of the best actresses in America since freaking Poetic Justice. Yes. Like, she she played the crap out of those roles when she was in Ray, all the stuff. All she, of that. When, when even her, Jerry Maguire. Even her smaller stuff, like just being a sister in Friday. She's amazing. With you, the Miss Congeniality. She, but see, Sandra Bullock. Was she in 227? Yeah. yeah. Like, Regina King. She's been out for, and she was years, the voice for the two characters the on the Boondocks. The made her like iconic. She was the two main characters. Millennials, because they like, yo, this lady is playing two Super little talented. teenage boys. We need to highlight her on one of our things. We do, really. we do, because she literally, if you look at this, show you the discrepancy. This in is gonna be called America. giving up, giving now, people their flowers. That's right. For real. she need her flowers because look at the springboard that the movie Miss Congeniality did for Sandra Bullock right. immediately. Not. 15 years later, like it's doing now for it, it it's not the Miss Congeniality didn't do that for Regina King. She had to, you know, keep doing her thing, and now she's there now. But right. Sandra Bullock immediately, I think she yeah. won the Oscar two years later. Yeah, like she, you know, yeah. Regina, you know, so and she a gold in her own right. Oh, she's amazing. But we talk about Love black her. people. We got yeah. advocate for our people. Yeah, yeah, and we talking about people who just not get, who don't get their shine. Right, right, You know what right, I'm saying? Right. Like it's like Viola Davis been an amazing actress, mm-hmm. but it wasn't until How to Get Away with Murder that white people was like, oh, who is this nigga? Who's this lady? She yeah, she's really actually, good. She's pretty good. Like we yeah. like, cause like. She been out here. She been good. Back when nobody would hire her but Tyler Perry, she was in a Medea movie and acted her butt mm-hmm. off in a freaking Medea movie. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. You right. You right. And just to tie it back into the Golden Girls, we do, but we still recognize good art. Yeah, like, good I, art. Good I don't is, ever good want y'all. I'm pro black and I'm um um pro woman, but I'm for I'm for good product good good yeah. put out a good body the golden girls is a is a classic we wouldn't have living single living single was really yeah. good living single is a golden girls if you want to know the truth it, but they did a great job they that was like let's take this concept because think about it khadijah dorothy um blanche um was regime um, Rose is uh Sinclair. Sinclair and um Sophia, Sophia is, is Max. Max that show yeah, was so like, exactly but that yep. was good in its own right, and yep. it, it was for me as a black woman, it gave me an even more relatable type of Golden Girls. Yep. And I'm gonna tell you, one of my favorite shows. I don't care nobody say, you, you tell your mama this. One of my favorite shows of all time is Mama's Family, and that's the Mama's whitest Family show. Is so good. It ain't a whiter, more Anglo-Saxon show than that because it wasn't no black any people. platforms like. It's clips of it on YouTube. Amazon be, Prime or like so. Hulu or I ain't Voodoo. Seen it on Hulu or Malik, Mama's, I'm gonna just buy it then. That show was so good. Mama's Family is so Even good. Even if you watch the Carol Burnett show, the sketches with Mama and oh my goodness. Yeah, Mama's Family is hilarious, and she was young too. Like she was yeah, a younger woman. Yeah, because she's like in her. I think early fifties now. Yeah. Well, no, early sixties. And now. everybody on the show was funny. Like her son was Vince an idiot. And Naomi. <laughs> oh yeah. my goodness. Yeah. I we gonna have Dame if we could take me back to I like childhood. Well, all right, y'all. 
that's all we have today. We love you, Lauren Hill. I hope you listen to my podcast one day. Maybe one day. You, That's right. I, I'm hoping for that. And you was the goat. The goat. You know, I got a poem for Lauren Hill in my third book. Really? Uh, okay. That's exciting. You know what it's entitled? What? The goat. See? Because she is. <laughs> she a legend and a goat. She a legend and a goat. But okay, y'all. Thank you for tuning in. Um, You can find my podcast on all streaming platforms, iTunes and Spotify. And you can find me on Facebook if you don't have those platforms. It's always streaming on Facebook. I mean, and it's also on YouTube. If you don't have those platforms, you can watch it on YouTube and subscribe to my YouTube channel. And if you want to follow me on social media, I am Latanya Yarbrough on Facebook and at a page of my diary on Instagram. And at the end of all of my YouTube videos, I always put my email. It's princessdiary2017 at gmail.com. If you have any topics, suggestions, or you just want to reach out to me, don't hesitate. Thank you for watching. I'll be back next week with another episode. Thank you. Bye.